0: suggested that the great 500-year run of the printed book was coming to an end. It's time to change, he declared. Readers had a different idea. After an initial boom, sales of digital books went flat, and then started to fall. In the mainstream trade book market, ebook revenues dropped 11% in 2015 alone, according to the Association of American Publishers, while sales of printed books, far from collapsing, held steady. Bookstores, too, have been making a comeback, led by small, independent shops. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, sales in bookstores grew 2.5% in 2015, the first uptick since 2007, and the growth rate strengthened to 6.1% during the first half of 2016. The number of newly opened bookshops has also been on the rise. Bezos underestimated the allure of bricks and paper. With his bookstore chain, he now seems to be admitting that if Amazon is to expand its share of the book market, it will need to invest in bricks as well as bits. Beyond the business rationale, it's hard not to see a certain vindictiveness to Amazon's move. Having come up short in its plan to supplant books and bookstores with digital alternatives, the company is taking its revenge by attacking traditional bookshops on their own turf. Unlike the mom-and-pop independents— or even the struggling Barnes & Noble chain, Amazon has the scale and the cash required to wage a war of attrition. It can sustain losses on its stores for a long time. Bezos may love books, but what he loves even more is the idea of total victory, with no survivors among the vanquished. The Limits of Online Retail Amazon Books may just be the vanguard of a much broader push into brick-and-mortar retailing by the company. In October, the Wall Street Journal revealed that Amazon is planning to open a chain of convenience stores, mainly for groceries, along with drive-in depots where consumers will be able to pick up merchandise ordered online. It has also begun rolling out small pop-up stores to hawk its electronic devices. It already has more than two dozen such kiosks in malls around the country, and dozens more are said to be in the works. Even after 20 years of rapid growth, E commerce still accounts for less than 10% of total retail sales. And now, the rise of mobile computing places new constraints on web stores. They can't display or promote as many products as they could when their wares were spread across desktop or laptop monitors. That limits the store's cross selling and upselling opportunities and blunts other merchandising tactics. At the same time, the smartphone, with its apps, its messaging platforms, and its constant connectivity, gives retailers more ways to communicate with and influence customers, even when they're shopping in stores. This is why the big trend in retailing today is toward omni-channel strategies, which blend physical stores, web stores, and mobile apps in a way that makes the most of the convenience of smartphones and overcomes their limitations. Some omnichannel pioneers, like Sephora and Nordstrom, come from the brick-and-mortar world. But others, like Warby Parker and Bonobos, come from the web world. Now, with its physical stores, Amazon is following in their tracks. Pure play web retailing is not sustainable, New York University marketing professor Scott Galloway told me. He points out that the deep discounting and high delivery costs that characterize web sales have made it hard for Amazon to turn a profit. If Amazon were to remain an online-only merchant, he says, its future success would be in jeopardy. He believes the company will end up opening hundreds and then thousands of stores. Beyond its expertise in web sales, Amazon brings distinctive strengths to an omnichannel operation. Its vast, efficient network of warehouses and distribution centers can supply outlets and process returns. It has, thanks to the largesse and patience of its investors, a reservoir of cheap capital that it can draw on to fund a building spree. And it has a much-admired brand. What Amazon lacks is experience in the touchy-feely world of traditional retailing. The company's proficiency in software and data crunching is unquestioned. Its people skills are another matter. Variable Prices The Seattle store sits between a Tommy Bahama and a tanning salon at the southwest corner of the upscale Open Air University Village Mall. The exterior is clad in brick with black metal moldings around the windows. The floor is hardwood, handsome tea-colored planks, The shelves and tables are built of thick, grainy boards. Even the big TV monitor up front is encased in a wooden frame. The lighting is bright, the signage crisp, neither cozy nor trendy.